Hello, everyone. This is Veronica Entwistle, and I have a very, very loving uh, guest interviewee today that you're going to love. He wrote the book, The Power of the Heart. We all know about that, and it's a collaborative. He interviewed a lot of big-name people we'll mention a bit later, and also has created a film on The Power of the Heart. So welcome to the show, Baptiste de Pap. I'm so excited to speak with you. Well, thank you for having me on your show, Veronica. Well, I want to know how you got into all this, because aren't you a lawyer? Yes, I am a, a lawyer. Well, <clears throat> I hate to be um, cheeky about it, but most of us don't think of lawyers as coming from the heart, do we? Um, well, um, I, I don't <laughs> know if you've seen the movie Liar, Liar with uh, Jim Carrey. Oh, I did, that's yeah. About, that's about a lawyer who learns to, um, I think, connect with his heart. Mm-hmm. And I think that the the movie is uh, was directed by Tom Shadyac, who also you know later on really uh, became an ambassador of the heart. I think. Oh, and movie, what's I his am. name? Tom. Oh, yeah. Tom Shadyac. Okay. Yes, he he directed uh, the spiritual movie I Am. Right, and he, he also, also did a, <laughs> he also came apart at one point, got very very ill, didn't he? And that shifted his whole focus, right? Yes, I think he had a accident, an accident, a bike accident, and um, so it, that really shifted his perception of what was really important. Well, let's and, see what shifted yeah. yours. You became a lawyer. What what yes. turned, what turned you? Yeah, I was I was a lawyer, and I was about to sign a contract with a you know big international law firm. Mm-hmm. And um, it just didn't feel right. I I I, I really I really felt um, I I don't want to be a lawyer for the rest of my life anymore. I mean, life is short, and you know, do I want to do this? Everyone, you know, <clears throat> in my environment was very excited about this opportunity to start working for this big law firm. They said, "Oh, what an opportunity!" And you know, what a career opportunity. Uh, but it didn't feel right to me. Mm-hmm. So. One night, I uh, I was you know I couldn't sleep because I knew I I really had to make a decision uh, whether I was going to sign this contract or not, and if I didn't want to do this, you know what else was I going to do with my life? So I um, uh, couldn't sleep, and I start started watching uh, a video on YouTube. Somehow I I found it, and it was about finding your purpose in life. And Oprah Winfrey said, I think there's nothing more important than finding your purpose in life. And it really resonated with me. And Eckhart Tolle was in conversation with Oprah uh, on that video, and he said, if you want to find your purpose in life, you can ask yourself, what do I want from life? But a more powerful question would be, what does life want from me? And... He said, you can't get there through thinking. You have to find moments of stillness in order to find answers uh, to that question, what does life want for me? So the next day I went into the park and I started walking. And while I was walking, I started meditating on this question. And, uh, I, you know, I started meditating on this question for an, an hour and really well, are, nothing. Are you, were you at the time an experienced meditator or was that new to you as well? Um, no, no, I was, you know, I was always interested in spirituality, and I did, um, I did a course in transcend, transcendental meditation when I was, I think, 17, 18, okay. 17, 18. Uh, but this was more, you know, walking and repeating the question for myself: What does life want from me? And I tried to do this, you know, in a in a in a silent environment, um, nature. 
So, but okay, I didn't get an answer to this question after one hour, and I said, okay, I'm, I'm, perhaps I'm impatient. Uh, but all of a sudden, it started to rain, and it was raining so hard that I forgot all about the question, and I was really uh, looking for a place to hide uh, from the rain. And while I was standing under some trees, all of a sudden, it felt like there was a bone in my heart, and it broke. And I know, you know, we don't have bones in our heart, but it felt that way, like there was a bone and it broke. And it was so powerful, uh, so overwhelming, and I felt so much love, and I started to cry. And um, I really felt like coming home. And at that moment, I, I had the thought, and it was a very powerful thought, you have to make a movie about the heart. Aha. Uh-huh. My mind was uh, saying, you're crazy, you don't know anything about film production, <laughs> and you don't know anything about the heart. But my, but the, the, the emotion of, of feeling at home, uh, of, 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 of feeling this is it, was so strong that that was stronger than what my mind was saying. And um, so that's how my journey started. But I had no bre- background in, in film production, and I didn't know anything about uh, the heart. So, yeah. Well, let me just get back to that in a minute. I want to go back to something you said at the beginning. You were going to sign a big contract with an international firm, but it didn't feel right. Isn't that one of the greatest tools that we can use? It didn't feel right, right? Yes. um, I think Mark Nepo says it beautifully in in our uh, film. He says, you know, in every moment, ask, where is the aliveness now? And, you know, if if you don't feel the aliveness, if you don't feel the excitement, if you don't feel the enthusiasm, then it's probably not uh, what you're supposed to do. If you have to make a decision in your life, you can make uh, a list with all the pros and cons, and you can really approach it from a very uh, rational, linear, logical perspective. But if it doesn't feel right, and I think the heart is the center of of those feelings, then, um, you know, I don't do it anymore. I've I've really learned to go with my intuition during the course of the production of this movie. Hmm. Yes. I would like to see the movie. I just watched the trailer and I loved it. (laughs) So how did you go from not being a filmmaker into being a filmmaker? But also your book is wonderful. So let's... uh... Yes, yes. The book book came later. So... um, Yes, the, the so the the first thing I had to do is tell you know my 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 friends and my family and and the law firm that I'm, I didn't want to do this uh, anymore, and everyone thought I was crazy. They said, uh, you know, why you know you you could be so great in this and why are you, are you not doing this? You work so hard for it. So that was the hardest thing, you know, just to say to your your environment, to your family and friends that you were not going to do this. And I said, okay, I'm going to make a movie about heart. And everyone thought he's crazy, he doesn't know anything about movie making. And <laughs> now he wants to, uh, you know, also produce, a, you know, a spiritual film about heart. Uh, and the second thing was, yes, I didn't know anything about film production, so I thought, okay. I, I need to do two things. I need to ta- start talking with film producers because I need to know how does this work, uh, you know, a film production, and how do you get uh, get it financed. And the other thing was I need to do research on the heart. So I started speaking uh, uh, with uh, film producers in in Holland, in Amsterdam, where I live, and I, I, I realized that you know they really didn't want to talk with me because they thought oh, this is a lawyer and he wants to make a spiritual film about the heart and they basically told me it was never going to work. So I realized okay they don't want to talk with me. So I said hmm, who else can I talk to? And then I realized that I'm you know maybe could talk to retired film producers because at least they have time. 
And uh, so I found a retired film producer, and he said, you know, if you buy me a cup of coffee, then I'll talk to you. And <laughs> uh, so, so that this that's how I really uh, did it. You know, I started talking with him, and he gave me some tips and tricks, and 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 and, and he gave me some advice. But in the you know after one hour, he said, well, still it's impossible what you want to do. And on the other end, of course, I I. I, I was researching the heart, and if, if I, I was researching all spiritual traditions and religions, and you know, if if you really look at them, then the heart is has been described in all spiritual traditions and, and and in almost all religions as a source of wisdom and intelligence. And I realized that, of course, I couldn't talk to Jesus and Lao Tzu and the Buddha anymore. So I had to find people in our time who are ambassadors of the heart, who are talking about the heart. My own, my first intention was really to produce a movie, but when we were work, working on the film script, I realized, mm, this, you know, with all these wonderful contributors, you know, this could also be a wonderful, wonderful book. And that's how the, the book came to be. Did you find, you know, you know, one of the things I've learned about the heart is that it's, what did I read not very long ago was that it's thousands of times more intelligent than the brain. Did, have you read? Um, well, I, I, I don't, I don't know if if uh, that's that's true. But what I, I've learned is this: you know, be, uh, people ask me what is the difference between the brain and the heart, and uh, let's say the mind and the heart. And what I've learned from all the interviews is like this: if you are on a boat on a river then uh, your mind can only see the next bend, you know, the next turn on the river. Right. But your, ha- but your heart can see everything from a, you know, much, um, a much higher perspective. Your heart can see the whole river, the whole journey from source to sea. And um, that's our intuition. That's the heart's intuition. And our challenge is to experiment with it and learn to trust it. And um, I, I, I think that's, uh, that, that is a journey. And I, I think I went through the journey because I had no background and experience in film production. Mm-hmm. So if you don't have the infrastructure and experience, then you you are almost forced to rely on your um, intuition, on your, on your heart's intuition. And that's why I... And you're chutzpah. You have to have the strength of character. You have to trust your heart, don't you? Yes, you have to have courage. Yeah. You have to have courage. It's a very important virtue if you want to work from the heart. Uh, Dr. Maya Angelou said, you know, if you really want to live and work from the heart, courage is the most important um, virtue, really. And if if you look at the word courage, um, it is derived from the French word cœur, which means heart. Yes. And um, what I've learned, and I think this is really important, and this was also the case for me from all the interviews I did, all the people I've interviewed, they tried to live the conventional way. And I mean by that, the way they were taught in, in you know, through their parents and through their, the, the school system, their conventional ed- education. Uh, so they all had, let's say, a logical approach of life, a linear approach of life. But all of a sudden something happens, a tragedy or a big crisis. And then the conventional skills can't help you anymore. So they are forced to tap into something uh, bigger and they are forced to go inside so tapping into the heart is most of the time not um, a choice it it just happens and we we need to do it in order to to get through the crisis well do you think and it's that, part of somebody's soul specific soul's journey some people are here to do that and other people don't ever have to look at it 
Um, well, if, if your life is working the way, uh, you know, if your life Thank is just you know. working and you have no crisis, then there's no need to go to the heart. That's what I've learned from the interviews. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and, and so I think it is maybe a soul's journey. I had a conversation about this uh, with, with Eckhart Tolle, and he had a very tough uh, childhood. Uh, he was very depressed, and he had, you know, his parents were, were difficult, and his mother was depressed, and he said, if I didn't, uh, uh, if I hadn't had uh, developed this, this pain body, this, 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 this really, really strong pain body, then I wouldn't have had this transformation. So, yeah, you first need the the urge to transform mm -hmm. and there has to be a very um, urgent uh, reason um, and you will see this in, in, in the movie because we really show some powerful stories where people really have no choice but to go into the heart and it's a little bit do or die in, in most of the you know most of the times I mean Eckhart Tolle is also a great example of that you know he was so suicidal mm -hmm. that he transformed and um, almost all so of the time, so it was like people, a death of himself, so he could come. Exactly. Yes. He said, "I cannot live with myself anymore," and then he realized, "Oh, there are two because I and myself, mm -hmm. and who am I really?" Mm -hmm. And that that's also also the journey through the heart. And there's a Sioux saying: "The longest journey you will ever have is from, you know, the head to the heart." And it's not because we're stupid, because it it takes time. And um, Mark Nepo is also a great example. He said, you know, I was living from, uh, I thought I was living from the heart, but I was doing it from a mind perspective. And um, for him, it was his cancer that really pushed him to the heart. And it's, so it's always a crisis, I think. Because otherwise, why, why, why would you go there? Yeah, because you don't want to disrupt your security. There's something I yes. learned uh, years ago by a from a fellow named Aravinda, who's an amazingly evolved, enlightened man. And, and yes. he's taught me something that I'll never forget, which is you have and I have something to put into the world to really add to the collective. And I, when, as I was reading your book, I'm going, yeah, that's what we're doing when we come from the heart. We're really putting our wealth, the wealth of our soul, into the collective, aren't we? Yes, we we are, we are, and um, I I feel that um, what I note. I mean, I'm traveling the world now. I'm I'm, I'm 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 doing screenings and interviews all over the world, and I feel like there's almost a thirst for it right now. Mm -hmm. um, people are so open to it, and I note. I mean, there are almost two kinds of people. There are people who hear about the book and the movie and they say, you know, I don't need to hear more. I just want to have it. I just want to explore it. I just want to read it. I just want to watch the movie. They're so ready. They're so thirsty. And there are also people, you know, who, who say, mm, I, you know, I, I, I don't care so much for this book or, or this, this movie. And that's okay too. So somehow on an energetic level, a lot of people are ready for it. And a lot of people are just, you know, not into it and it's okay too and i think my role is just to say okay here it is it's available and if you resonate with it you know you're welcome to explore it and um but don't you I think don't know, people are at different yeah. stages in their lives too that people aren't yes exactly going to exactly. want to disrupt security i think hmm? yes and again disrupt security um you know if there's no reason to explore it because you don't feel the urgency so why do it 
you know, if, if, if I am in the desert and you are thirsty because you didn't have uh, water for a long time and I, I come to you and I say, here is water, you're not going to ask me, oh, is it sparkling water? No, you just want the water, right? Mm-hmm. Because you, there's an urgency for you to drink water. I think it's like that. Yeah. I have peanut butter instead. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> so I don't know. If you have to choose between pe- peanut butter and water, you'll choose water. I think. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. <laughs> but I see you. You are um, you are changing and growing as a result of this. I mean, you're actually awakening. You're like uh, Johnny Appleseed or something. You're you're awakening people's hearts all over with your movie and your book, aren't you? Um, I I don't. You know I, I'm. I hope I'm 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 doing that and I I, I can feel it uh that that it's happening yes yes but, uh, but only for those who are open to it and receptive to it you know I mean it's, and it's, I I just feel a receptiveness it's it's not me I'm just maybe I am uh an instigator uh, for what's happening already inside a lot of people yeah, but you use uh, the word co-creator yeah. as you bring these amazing people together around their um not work, but they're opening to the heart and what it really means. And I love that co-creator uh, thing, which I think is a, a, a worldwide co-creation is what we're talking about, eh? Oh, yes. Oh, yes, it's happening worldwide. And I, I feel that I'm just a vessel. I call them co-creators, all the people who participated in this project, because I, I had this strong feeling that I had to make a movie about heart, but I didn't know anything about heart. So that was actually a big advantage because I was so open. And I said, okay, I have so many questions. I'm a very practical guy. I, if, 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 if there is a wisdom and an intelligence to the heart, then I want to explore it. And then I want to know how I, I can apply it to all the very practical you know, fields of our lives, the practical areas in our lives, you know, career, health, relationships, money, all those things that we're all, you know, busy with every day. Mm-hmm. I said, okay, I want to create a very practical guide about how we can live from the heart. So I was asking these very practical questions to, to all these interviewees, and then I realized that they were creating the content, and I was just, you know, asking the questions and, and, and creating the platform for it. Well, what happened and to your own heart? I mean, you had your heart... Whack open. I, I thought, I yes. like that. I want that. I always get things kind of dribbling open. My heart's opening too, though. I'm ready. <laughs> yes. And yeah, my heart was wide open. I, but I didn't even realize what was happening. The only thing I realized was, this feels so good. This is so strong. This is so peaceful and loving. This is truth. I mean, you can feel it. When something is true, you, you just can feel it. Yeah. And I... I, I I I was in a situation where I thought, okay, I have no choice anymore but to follow that feeling, that aliveness. Wow. And um, if if you have to make a conscious, I mean, once you experience that opening, you have to make a conscious choice every day to go with your mind or to go with your heart. And mm-hmm. well, once you experiment with it, and every time you have to make a choice and you choose to go with your heart, and it turns out well, and you say, oh my God, I'm experiencing this synchronicity. Oh, I just met you, um, and, and, and if I hadn't listened to my heart, I wouldn't have met you, and now we're doing this together, and you're supporting this project. So the more I follow my heart, the more you know things um, fall, you know, come together. The more the more things are aligned in my life. No, and, that's um, wonderful. Yes, it, it it is really the case. I mean, it <clears throat> it's almost um, I think magical. That's why I like the the alchemist so much, uh, Paulo Coelho's book. 
Uh, it's about a shepherd boy who learns to follow his heart. And once he does that, um, synchronicities happen and miracles happen. And um, living from the heart is not living from a linear perspective anymore. So you can't explain logically anymore what happens in your life. But you experience miracles and wonders all the time once you do it on a very consistent basis. I heard from a fellow who was really into the awakening movement. It's probably not that different, really. But he said once you get into that opening and the awakening, you don't struggle anymore. You don't need to. You need to just follow. You know, you need to go into what the universe's or spirit is really bringing and what you can do. I want to know more about this. Like you worked with a retired producer, right? And then. Well, yeah, no, he was more like a. a consultant in the beginning you know i was just asking for him for advice so what happened um, after I, that yeah yeah after after you know so so um after that i i said okay uh i probably can't get it financed at this point so i'll just start interviewing people uh and and i um asked two friends of mine one one is also a lawyer and the other has a background in film production to join me and then we just started, you know, financing. Uh, we financed it ourselves, all the interviews. Oh, you did? And, then late, that was and later on, you know, when we said, okay, we've got so many interviews and we've got, uh, you know, a few big names on board, let's see if we now can create a reenactment around it and can attract a professional uh, co-producer and a professional director. And uh, the director became um, Drew, Drew Harriet, um, who uh, also produced this, uh, directed The Secret, uh, wow. 2006, Wonderful. I guess. Wonderful. And he was 24 at the time, which is remarkable if you look back at it that he created that it. it became a yeah, a it went like wildfire, didn't it? Yes, and and of course this is a complete different message, a complete different content. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, this is a complete different movie and book, but. Um, Yes, I, I I think he was the the right man because he wanted to make a movie about the heart for five years, uh-huh. and he was trying to uh, to produce it and and direct it, but he couldn't get it financed. And so uh, you know, at one point I called called him, and there was an immediate resonance. He, he really felt like, oh, I really want to do this. And so he came to Amsterdam to uh, to direct the movie. So this was done in Amsterdam. That's exciting. Yeah, of course, we had to travel the world uh, to interview all the people. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, a lot of the shooting uh, was done uh, in Amsterdam. In uh, just you know, um, <laughs> we did a lot of production there. Yeah. Did you do yeah. a lot of production in simple ways? I mean, did you sort of keep it small or? No, I mean, if you see the movie uh, for a documentary, documentary, it's got a very high production value, I think. Great. So, uh, I, I, no, it's not, we didn't keep it small, no. <laughs> no and did no, you no. continually attract more people? So when you, when you had these interviews with absolutely amazing people like Eckhart Tolle yes. and Gary Zukov and Dean Schrock and Deepak and Maya, oh my goodness, you know, did they, were they, well, how did you bring them in? Was it easy? Um, well, it helps if you have got a few big names, then it's easier to get, you know, to bring other big names on board because, you know, they, they all resonate with each other mm-hmm. uh, and they admire each other most of the time. So it was easy once you have a few big names, it's easier, right? Um, I think the remarkable thing about this project is that they all agreed to participate. And I think the reason is that they resonate so much with, with the intention and the content of this project. Mm-hmm. And each one of them separately talks about the heart anyway, right? 
Yes, yes. I mean, the first time I saw uh, Dr. Maya Angelou was on the uh, uh, inauguration of first inauguration of Bill Clinton. I saw her on television, mm. and she was reciting a poem. And in that poem, she she speaks about the heart, mm. and she she does it. She did it with with such presence. Yes, the, I all really specifically chose them um, because of the fact that they were talking about the heart in their work or or speaking about the heart in in their work. So they're all ambassadors of the heart, yeah. What's interesting, you said you did uh, TM years ago, and do you remember all the experiments they did of uh, people? uh, For three months, uh, they did the transcendental meditation in and around Washington, D.C., and and developed a huge coherent field and dropped some of the violence and the difficulties. Yes, I know that experiment. Yeah. So on reading this, uh, my attention goes to that. So you've got Maya Angelou, you've got all these different people who are very, very conscious people and coming from the heart. So I feel like you're... Uh, your movie and your book are radiant that way, really uh, developing a coherent field. Yes, I, I, I think that um, um, if you start living from the heart and you do it consistently, and it's really the heart, because sometimes people think it's the heart, but it's not the heart, uh, then this has a ripple effect. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, it, 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 it really has a ripple effect. If you start doing it consistently, then other people will feel it, and it will open their heart. There's a saying in the Torah, words that come from the heart touch the heart. And I really believe that. If, if you are really coming from the heart, speaking from the heart, working from the heart, it will open other people's heart. And they will be inspired by you, and they will they they want to work with you, mm-hmm. and um, you know the, the great inspirational leaders all come from the heart. They work from the heart, and we feel it. We just know it immediately. Uh, you know we can detect it if someone is working from the heart. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you see people, uh, and and you think, oh, they're not supposed to lead us. You just feel it, and but they're the leaders. And sometimes you see someone, and you say, okay, I want to follow him, and that, that's a quality. I think mm-hmm. Martin Luther King had that quality. You mm-hmm. know, you just felt that this is a, a true leader. Mm-hmm. Everyone could feel that. But that's he the was thing is from that, the heart. and in our society. I don't think that the value is that clear. Like, people don't say, is he coming from the heart? Will I vote for him because he's coming from the heart? That doesn't get said much, does it? No, I think we should do that more. I I, 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 I think if, if you sometimes look at our leaders, that you just feel on a deeper level, those are not the people who are supposed to lead us to be the leaders in our society. We just know it, but we don't say it. But there's something interesting. I was talking about uh, the coherent fields. We were just talking about that. Yes. And about your contribution into the collective. And I think of this co-creation of this wonderful, loving frequency. That could just really uh, pick itself up and even be such a big thing that we will have leaders that come from the heart. You know what I mean? Yes, 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 yes. And again, it comes with courage. Yeah. Uh, because a lot of time, people who understand it, they say, "Oh, I'm not, you know, I'm, I'm not going to stand up." But if, the, if if it's their calling, they will do it. But they they need the courage to do it. But hey, if you say stand up, I think that when you're coming from the heart like this, it is infecting or affecting the collective, even if you're hiding under the bed, don't you think? Not, not that you'd be hiding um, under the bed, you know. Yes, what? yes, but I think you feel it in the interaction, right? I mean, if you're just hiding in a cave, mm-hmm. 
um, I, I think you have to, you know, go out of the closet, uh, come out of the heart closet, and just say, you know, um, I, I want, I want to work from the heart. I want to live from the heart, and I want to do this in a very practical way. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that's how you create the ripple effect. The activation, hey. Yes. Yes. Um, yes. I, this is just like a sidebar, but you mentioned heart math, and I thought maybe people should hear a little bit about what they're doing, just just a tiny bit, because it's yes. So heart heart math. Uh, I was there just uh, two days ago. I had a webinar there, uh, web, webinar there, mm-hmm. and heart math uh, is a research institute in Boulder Creek, California, mm-hmm. and they do research on the heart. It's a scientific research institute. And um, the interest, of, interest, I mean, a few interesting um, research things they did. For instance, um, when you are in the state of heart coherence and you're in the most optimal state for your body, that's a state where you experiment, experience love, gratitude, and appreciation in your heart. They can measure this state. And then your whole body is working in its most optimal state. And when this is happening your heart is sending signals to your brain and then your brain opens up. So you are actually using more of your brain capacity when you experience love, gratitude and uh, appreciation. So we become smarter when we are, you know, connected with our hearts. Um, And we all know this, you know, when you are stressed out and when you feel fear, uh, you don't make the right choices. Uh, You know, you make choices from a very imbalanced perspective. Or when we're really uh, defended, we are actually yes. working against ourselves yes. instead of protecting ourselves. Yes, yes. We, we make the most powerful uh, choices um, when we are connected with our heart. Mm. And they can actually measure that. Another interesting thing is they found out, <clears throat> and they did this in many laboratories all over the world, that the heart can see things, uh, can see events before they take place. And they did a lot of research on this. This research is also in the movie. Mm. It's very interesting because this is a scientific explanation for intuition. That's wonderful. Because what's really happening, because sometimes you you, you feel, you, you know, your hair in, in the back of your neck uh, or you get goosebumps or, you know, you just know that uh, something is going to happen. Uh, but it's always first the heart that picks up the signal of what's going to happen and then sends it to the rest of your body. Mm. I think that's really so, exciting information. Yeah, and, and we, we put it in the beginning of the movie, you know, for, for all the people who are, who are, you know, skeptical. And it's good that, that, that people are skeptical because we think, you know, that's the journey. You know, you go from, from, from skeptical, ultimately you go from skeptical to sourced. Mm-hmm. And um, that's the journey um, we take when uh, we, we uh, you know, start creating this movie. We say, okay, let's take the viewer uh, on a journey, and um, we're going to show some really scientific, you know, great scientific research that the heart is really um, something we can trust. And uh, sometimes our brains need this scientific validation. Sometimes we need this to give our brain permission to believe in the intelligence of the heart. Mm -hmm. Well, we do. I I really think we do for the confidence. Uh, One more thing I wanted to say about heart math, and not that I want to dwell on that. It's just that they've got so much scientific uh, backup for what they're doing. But I remember people talking about the horses. People learn to resonate with the horses there and so on, and they measure that too. 
So it's not just people, is it? It's... No. No, it's... I think sometimes, uh, especially horses, but animals are much more aligned with the heart mm-hmm. than we are. Um, and um, Isabel Allende says in a, in, a, in a movie, also in the book, I connect with the heart when I'm playing with my dogs. <laughs> that makes sense. They're so in the moment. I mean, Eckhart Tolle is also talking about, you know, um, animals are so, so much our our, our teachers they're so in the moment. They're not thinking, oh, what's going to happen next? And, oh, they are completely in the present moment. And they're connected with their hearts. And in that way, they have a ripple effect on us. Mm-hmm. And we feel it. We, 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 we want to be with, with dogs if we can. And we want to play with them. And, but, but sometimes, you know, we, we close ourselves for that. But we always know, you know, when we have a big problem or we, we are really in our minds and then all of a sudden our dog comes up to us or or we see an animal, then we, bum, we shift. <laughs> and when you said, and play with them, and I'm going, yeah, and also play is part of keeping the yes. heart open and, and playful, yes. isn't it? All right, yes, back. It, 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 Go ahead. Please, yeah. Well, no, back, back uh, to the movies, I'm just thinking about, did your, uh, the fellow that you talked to, the the uh, retired fellow, did he ever get uh, come back in and get involved in your production? Well, we had... Um, uh, a screening in Amsterdam uh, a few weeks ago, and I invited him to to show him the end result, and he was very, very, very impressed. He said, "I can't believe that you created this. Yay. This is this is amazing." He said, "And um, this 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 is not a Dutch production. This is an, this is an international production." And um, he was so impressed. And he's not someone who likes to give compliments, really. And but he was impressed, and his heart was completely open. And um, he was really skeptical, and he said, I, "I have to say, this is amazing. I, I didn't expect that you were able to pull this off." And I said, "Of course, I did this with a with a big team. I didn't do it." Um, so, but yeah, are you it was surprised good. too? Are you ever like, "Whoa, this is like just uh, transcendent magic"? Oh yes, yes, I have it too. I have it too. I, I, I've seen the movie now so many times, but every time, because, because the problem is, if you produce the movie, you never have the opportunity to see it for the first time, you know, because you're so involved. Right. But now, because I do all these screenings all over the world, I get to see it for the first time through the eyes of the viewers who are there, um, and and that's very rewarding because I I get to see their emotional journey and they come to me. Uh, after the movie, and they're crying, and they're open, and they want to share their stories, and uh, that's the biggest compliment, you know, because stories are data with soul, mm-hmm. and people feel that through the movie, and then they open up, and 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 it gives them permission to be vulnerable too, and and they just come up to me and start to cry and thank me, and and, and want to share their stories with me, wow. very very personal say? stories. Stories are data with soul. Is that what you said? Yes. I love yes. that line. I'm going to use that line. Can I? <laughs> yes, that's what I learned during the production. Uh, we learn through stories. We feel through stories. We grow through stories. And actually, Brene Brown, Brene Brown said that, I think, the first time I heard it was Brene Brown. And I said, ooh, every author, every um, um film director, every film producer should know it. Everyone who wants to tell a story should realize on the deepest level that stories are data with soul. 
Yeah, yeah, that's a brilliant thing. Also, you have all these big name people. Did they ever collaborate? Did they come together at all? And was there any ego stuff? Or, or when you come from the heart, is it much easier not to be in the ego? Whether you're rich, poor, or famous, or whatever. You don't have to tell I, tales out of school. I'm just asking on a general question. Um, I think uh, I can only speak for myself. Every day I have to work at it, and um, I think also all the teachers. I mean, that's that's why I think they're so great teachers. Maya Angelou said, "Every day you go to the heart. Every day you work at it. Every day you have to make a decision again." And um, they were they were not saying, "Oh, I'm in my heart all the time, and it's you know just flowing and happening." And I don't agree with people who say, you know, if you're in the heart, it's, everything flows. Yes, you can have periods where everything flows, but you also have periods where nothing flows for you. And I experience that some, sometimes too. And it's, you know, if, if you have a match, you know, and you want to bring fire out of that match, then you first have to rub it mm-hmm. against something. And sometimes right. we also need the resistance for the fire, the intense heat to to bring that out because that's our full potential. Mm-hmm. And I have I have you know periods when when I'm in the flow for days and days and days and days and everything flows. And Paulo Coelho said it beautifully: life has two ways of testing us. One is by have, having happen nothing at all. You know, sometimes we have periods where nothing happens and nothing is working. And then he said the other one is when ev- everything happens all at once. And I also, you know, experience <laughs> that. That could that, be terrible, you know? right? <laughs> yes, everything happens at once and everyone, you know, and you think, oh, it's too much. It's too much bliss. It's too much love. Because sometimes that happens, you know, when it's too much <laughs> in, in a good way, you know, and you can only, you know. Well, you can't distinguish uh, it very easily, right? Yes, yes, yes. But uh, if if I look at, at the stories and, and, and the reality of it, then they all said sometimes it is hard, sometimes it's challenging, sometimes it is, uh, you know, sometimes you need to uh, experience that resistance and it it, it, it it really rubs you, but then, boom, the heat and the fire and the potential comes out. So I don't agree uh, with people who say, oh, if you're in the heart and it's bliss all the time, mm-hmm. that's not my experience and that's not the experience of the people I've interviewed. But Thank you yes, for that. You can, I appreciate that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Um, so, um, but of course, I mean, I mean, I, I know that, you know, people have another opinion, but this is my experience from all the people I've interviewed and it's also my my experience. Well, I yeah. like that better because it's, it doesn't perch people on this kind of unreal uh, you know that fantastic way of being, which is not always practical. Yeah, but life is not always oh uh, highs. Life is highs and lows. But you know, our ego says, "Oh, I only want to be in the highs. I only want to be in the flow all the time." Life is not like that. I mean, you need balance. That's what you want. You know, mm-hmm. you, you you need a foundation uh, to 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 live from balance. I think it's all about balance, and I think gratitude. And appreciation are helping us to really balance our lives. And, and gratitude, I, 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 even if things are really rocky, eh? Yes, exactly, exactly. You know, when you're in this situation and you think, "Oh, I have to do uh, this. I'm going to an ordeal, and no one is supporting me." If you start to become grateful in in in, in those difficult times, then you start to see, "Oh, where someone is not supporting me, there's actually someone who does support me." But you don't see it because you're in a 
uh, you know, incoherent state. Mm-hmm. When you're in a more coherent, uh, grateful state, then you start to see, oh, there's a balance to everything. Where someone is not supporting me, there's someone else supporting me. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I don't want to sell fairy tales, but um, sometimes we just have to go through a crisis in order to bring the, the, the heat out and the full potential out. Mm-hmm. And Paulo Coelho, he said it beautifully, you will never, ever reach your full potential if you don't open your heart. And he mm-hmm. said, I, I'm, I'm, I'm not saying you're not going to suffer. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying you're not going to be defeated. I'm saying you won't regret it. And that's also... Uh, what has been my experience? Because mm-hmm. I, I, you know, I, I've went, I, I, I've went to, uh, I've been through highs and lows the past five years, mm-hmm. but I don't regret it. You so know. you started this process five years ago. Yes, it's, it took me five years to produce this. Oh. That's also because I had no experience, and um, I had to go through this journey. And I'm very grateful for for the journey. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm very grateful that I didn't have the experience because otherwise I wouldn't have learned to really rely on my my heart. Did you find people fell off? Like you had people and then they fell up, fell away, or, or did mostly did your people come stick with you? Uh, well, there there were some people who you know who um, I, I started with them five years ago, but they didn't stay mm-hmm. because they had different uh, intentions. Mm-hmm. And the people who stayed with me, they had the same intention. They really wanted to create a movie about the heart from the heart, and um, so you know, intention is really such a powerful force. If if you have a group of people who have this, who are coming from the same intention. Then you can, you know, create miracles. Back to yep. the coherent field again, hey? Yes. Exactly. <laughs> so exactly. Um, you talked about screenings. I'm going. Well, you're in LA right now. You're going to do a screening here right now? Um, yeah. T- tonight I'll be um, um, at um, Ven- Venice. Uh, let's see, Venice. I have to look it up. Um, I will be at the Mystic Journey Bookstore at Abbott Kinney Boulevard in Venice. Okay. Um, at 6 p.m. we'll have a screening there. Mm-hmm. And I'll do more screenings. I'll be in at the uh, Santa Barbara Film Festival uh, on October 28th to do a screening. Okay. And uh, there are more screenings coming up, but those are, have been confirmed. Yeah. October 28th. Santa Barbara to, Film Festival. Yes. I might try to catch you there. This is very yeah, exciting. Yeah, I'd love to meet you. Yes, and isn't it wonderful to go and, like you said, to watch it and experience the people who are interacting with your, uh, with your message, eh? Oh yes, I, I mean, in in Germany, uh, in Hamburg, we had a screening for 400 people, and after the screening, um, they all stood up, and there was a standing ovation for five minutes. Oh my! And they were crying. And I'm a Dutchman, and you know, Dutchman in Germany is always interesting. And <laughs> it was, you know, it was wow! It was incredible. And um, they, 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 they were all crying. And they, after that, I had a book signing, and you know, there were 300 Germans lining up. They wanted to have pictures, and they wanted to share their stories. Mm. Uh, and very, very personal stories. And I was like, this really opens people up. This is beautiful. Yeah. Well, you're doing a wonderful, wonderful job. I'm excited for you. Okay. And uh, what are you going to do after this? I mean, you've got a lot more screenings to do before you can decide too much of that, eh? Uh, well, uh, I've got a very um, – I mean, my schedule is, is really uh, filled now mm-hmm. uh, for the next few months. 
Um, so I'm, I'm going to promote uh, it everywhere, all over the world. And the book is now published in 65 countries. Oh, so um, I've I've got enough to do. <laughs> it's uh, it's super busy right now. But yeah. you know what, Baptiste? It doesn't matter which nationality a person is if they are coming from the heart. I think that's true, isn't it? Or is that just too big a thing? It is true. It is such a universal language. It is the most universal language we have on this planet. Mm-hmm. It's the heart language. We, I mean, we can feel it. You can see it. You can see it immediately if someone is in their heart or not. Is there a sparkle in their eyes? Is Are they twinkling? How is their energy? I mean, we we just can see it. We can tell. We have our energetical detectors with it all with, with us all the time. Mm-hmm. And then it doesn't matter that you don't speak each other's language. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I mean, for me, all, I mean, I'm speaking English now. It's not my mother tongue, and I'm, I'm trying to communicate as as good as I can. But I'm using my my heart to 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 say the words. Yeah. Now, um, you know, I, I think the people that are listening, like if people go through some really horrendous problems and they're fear-based, yes. sometimes the heart can feel like it's closed and they don't know how to knock on it to get it open. Do you have yes. any, um, I love I love your, bre- just a simple beginning one where you're breathing and have your hand on your chest. Boy, my whole body went when I was doing that. It was great. But can you give people just a quick little um you know, example or a quick little exercise so they can try it? Oh, yes, I, I can I can do it. I think, you know, fear is, there's nothing wrong with fear. I think that's the first thing that we have to understand because a lot of people feel it and they they say, oh, I can't have it. Uh, I want to get rid of it. No, it's okay. Um, but it's, it's, it's not good if you're paralyzed by fear for a long time because mm-hmm. then it's going to, you know, um, but people do get paralyzed by fear. Yeah, people effect, people huh? do get do get paralyzed. Um, well, I've asked this question to to all of the um, interviewees. You know, how can we challenge the frightened parts? How we how can we challenge fear mm-hmm. when we uh, do it? And they all said the same thing: you mm-hmm. never attack the fear, you never attack the darkness, you always amplify the light. So, what do you need to do? you need to find what helps you to align with love again, to align with, with, with your heart again. And um, for me, for instance, is, you know, when I feel fear, and I feel it, you know, often. Mm-hmm. Because that's stop. normal, isn't it? I mean, that is yeah, it's part normal. of the human process. It's normal. We all have it. We all have it all the time. So um, I, I just stop doing everything I do because, uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm going to make it a priority, because when I am not aligned, when I am not, uh, you know, in my full power, then I have nothing to give to the world anyway. I think that's really important. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I say, okay, I'm, I'm just gonna leave everything. I'm, I'm, go, I'm, I'm going for a walk for an hour because I want to align and I want to clean, clean up my energy. And um, I, I just walk and I practice. Um, Feelings of I cultivate feelings of gratitude and appreciation, and I breathe in for five seconds, and I I breathe appreciation in for five seconds, and I breathe out, um, and I breathe in through the heart, and I breathe out through the heart. Um, but I ask these questions. I ask this question to to all of the interviews, and they all gave a different answer. Uh, for Jane Goodall, it is being out in nature. For um, Isabel Allende, it's sometimes 
writing. Writing helped her to go through a lot of very difficult uh, moments in her life. Just writing it, you know, writing it to uh, release it. So for her, you mean writing, writing or writing? Yeah, writing like a okay. book, writing, yes. Right, yeah, because she's um, done some brilliant books. Thank yes, you. I mean, she lost her daughter mm-hmm. um, because of uh, negligence and mal- malpractice in the hospital, right? And um, she had to forgive that. And writing helped her to forgive that. And uh, this this was very powerful to her. For Eckhart Tolle, it's connecting with the present moment. Mm-hmm. Um, and... Um, Ma- for Maya Angelo does a lot of writing too, or did? Yeah, yeah Maya Angelo. But Maya Angelo said, you know, if 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 you don't know what to do, if you don't feel the connection, so if you're feeling fear, do nothing. Sit still. Don't spend your time with trivia. And um, that was her way. Um, you know, of course she, she wrote a lot, but she also said, do nothing. Sit still. Wait. It's like a cloud. It will go away. Um, so they all had their own uh, way to deal with the fear and to reconnect with their heart and to reconnect with love and I think you know it is it should be a priority it is a priority in my life to um, to really figure out from for me what works for me and of course we have the techniques from the Hartmut Institute they're in the book mm-hmm. and we can always apply them but you also have to look at your own specific blueprint what works for you? I know there are people who say, okay, I have to take my guitar now or I have to make music in order to, you know, shift my energy from fear to love. Mm-hmm. And um, there are people, okay, I, I, I need to go and walk with my dog because my dog is my, 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 brings me um, to my heart. Right, right. And we all, we all know it. And, and I mean, I'm here we in LA now. We all know what is our, yeah. And, and a lot of people say, okay, I have to go to the beach. I have to walk, walk barefoot there. Leave me alone now for one hour and I'll be back. And then I'm completely aligned um, again. And um, there are also people who say, okay, I need to take a hot bath. And it helps too. You, you really have to look at what works for you. I mean, there are so many ways. Mm-hmm. And it's all in the book and it's all in the movie. And everyone does it in, in a different way. I'm not saying, oh, there's only one way because there is no one way because we're all different people. Well, your book is all about getting to your own true purpose. Yes. Which means it's yes. myriad of ways, isn't there? You know. Yes, yeah, but I've learned. I mean, uh, I've interviewed all those wonderful luminaries, all those wonderful people. What, but uh, what I've learned is that ultimately... The only authority in your life is your own heart. Right. No one can tell you what you should do with your life. Only your own heart. And it will really warn you. Now tell me one more thing before we're finished here. I can't resist saying, what can you say about relationships, about loving, intimate relationships? Well, a lot. We have a separate chapter on this. Right. Um, because it's so interesting and everyone wants to know about it. Um, well, it's a pretty big deal. We, we're living in a society where relationships just have been a big challenge. Hey, or they've come apart. Yes, I mean, relationships are there for us in order to grow. And right. I think we should see that because if we want relationships without problems, or let's say without challenges, then I think um, you're not uh, having a very realistic approach. Um, you know, it's 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 really like okay, what is a relationship? 
and 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 when does a relationship work and when um you know when when is a relationship difficult and why do we want to be in relationships i mean those are all very important questions but i think in a relationship you should really ultimately feel that all of you is welcome if 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 you are asked to leave part of yourself then you can grow because you won't be able to stay connected with with uh, the aliveness in yourself you won't be able to stay connected to your heart so i think that is very 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 important that you're able to stay connected with who you really are and you can you know really be yourself in a relationship i think it's also really important in a relationship that you choose to communicate from the heart every time again because you know when you're communicating from the head then there are two robots speaking to each other two zombies <laughs> you know two and, old programmers and, yeah yeah and you have to say to 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 your partner you say i i don't feel that you're speaking from the heart right now i want to feel that heart in your voice and you can say that in a relationship because sometimes it's it's just not there. I, you know, I want your full presence. I want to communicate with you, with your heart, not with your mind. And I, I think those are um, very, very important things. Um, and, and yes, people are looking for their partner and people are looking for their ideal partner, their soulmate, and they say they can find them. They're looking and they're looking and they're looking and they can find them and i think you know if your soulmate is not knocking on your door mm-hmm. it's because you know it's a reflection of your own state it's because you're not ready and um it's not that you're not looking hard enough but you know you have to be ready and you have to be prepared for that to happen in your life and um, i think that the preparation for finding the right person is being the right person because it's all a reflection of, of who we really are so it's self-love yeah. as well, eh? Going to yeah, yeah, because most of the time we, we you know, we, we just want to fill up a void. You know, you, you know, we, we, we think we need a meaningful relationship, but um, it can be just a way to fill up a void inside us. Um, yeah, we really have to look why we want a relationship. You know, why do we want it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love that. So our time has come to uh, an end, and I really have enjoyed this. I've learned a lot. It feels wonderful just to talk to you. So yes, like- it was a joy. It, it felt like five minutes. <laughs> thank you, and uh, thank you back and forth. And if you tell people your website and, and how to get to the movie, I think that's uh, really important. Yes, if, if people want information about where there are going to be screenings, then uh, please go to our website. You can also order the movie to our website, thepoweroftheheart.com. You can also order our website to our distributor in the U.S., beyondwords.com. And you can also purchase the book uh, at your local bookstore and also order it to our website, thepoweroftheheart.com. I'm going to keep this book near me. And did you see that there's a glowing mandala on it? Yes. It's beautiful. Isn't that yeah. beautiful? Yeah, yes. it's it's a wonderful book, everybody. I'm really enjoying it. So thank you, Baptiste de Pop. Is, did I say your name right? Yes, 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 yes. Well, you're a wonderful contributor to our species of the collective at this time on the planet. So thank you so much for our time today. Well, thank you so much for having me on your show. It was a pr- privilege and an honor. Many blessings. Many blessings. Thank you.